The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to Sister Speak. You're here with me, Mariam. Me, Lamisa. Me, Sonia. And also joined in the studio with us is Ali. Hello, my name is Ali Baluch. How are you? Thank you for joining us. So for those who don't know, um, Ali Baluch is a Afghan-American filmmaker based in Los Angeles, California. And he has previously done an internship at Nickelodeon Animation Student and has a role of a producer for a prominent YouTube channel where he has gathered extensive experience in industry. He also is a founder of, uh, of Impressionist Films, which he directs and produces commercial and promotion videos. And he recently worked as a writer for assistant, uh, as a writer's assistant for Max, formerly known as HBO HBO Max, yeah. and, and currently serves as a producer at a mainstream American t- TV channel. Ali Baluch's unwavering dedication and exceptional talent has been indicative to his success today. We're so very, very happy to have you today, and we will thank be talking you. about media, hence why our guest. Right, so right. Thank you for joining us today, and we're looking forward to talk about your career trajectory throughout the show. Before we start the show, though, um, Lemisa, can you tell us what our show is about? Yeah, so our show is a platform for uh, Muslim women to kind of speak their opinions on various topics, whether that be politics, culture, religion. Um, so, yeah, we just want to let everyone know that our views are our own and we respect all other similar or opposing views. Yes, yeah, just to re-emphasize uh, that all opinions and views are our own and respect all other opposing views. If you do want to join the discussion, Sonia, where can they join us? Um, they can get in touch with us on Instagram, that is at Sisterspeak. Um, and also you can text or WhatsApp in on 0779-481822. And we also have a new Twitter account. I'm not sure what that at is. <laughs> so who has, a, who has a WhatsApp phone? Who has a WhatsApp? Who's checking it? It's, it's on the... Oh, okay. So if they message, you can read it right now. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so make sure you join the discussion since Ali's very excited for you to hear your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, today, uh, the reason Thank why you. we want to talk about media representation as our guest is a film TV producer. Um, we thought, how can this be um, relevant for the Muslim community, especially in terms of minorities? Right. Um, but before that, we wanted to ta- do our normal segment, which is called the Thought of the Week. So for those who don't know, Thought of the Week is a segment where we just share a personal anecdote, something we've been thinking about, or something insightful. I'm going to start off with Sonia. No, I nice. felt like coming. <laughs> Can we save this for the end? No. Gives us time to marinate on this thought of... I'll give it to you at the end. Oh my God, that's a great idea. I think we should change the whole thing. Let's now. do it. Let's no, do it. The fun of it is... The fun, the fun of it is, is spontaneous. They like yeah. okay, all right. well, well, if she loves it, it's so spontaneous. Uh, okay, Let's be spontaneous true. and put you on the spot. It goes fast, so. yeah. There's no discussion here. I'm sorry. No, 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 let's go. Let's go. Oh, wow. Wow. Thank you so much for that. Of course, man. I got your back. You were thrown under the bus. They do that a lot. Let's throw them under the bus. Um, my thought for the week this week is about confidence Um, I think it's really important to have confidence in whatever you're doing it's really hard to do um, but I think this year I learned the most that actually if you have a quiet confidence in what you're doing it all does kind of work out in the end I passed my exams today oh congratulations (laughs) thank you that's big Um, and I think throughout the year it was just this kind of I know this is hard but if I keep going hopefully it will work out and that kind of energy I hate using the word energy, but that kind of energy kind of goes through whatever you're doing. And I feel like if you have confidence within yourself, it helps pull off whatever you're you're hoping to do. Well so done. Yeah. First of all, let thank me start. Your tireless work has thank been come to fruition. <laughs> Sonia? Um, but let me start. I like that you said quiet confidence because mm. it's like you believe in yourself mm. more than anything. Like the confidence isn't for anything or anyone else it's just a quiet confidence in what you do mm-hmm. Ali are you okay yes there? I'm for those who are listening he's just moving headphones around there we so. go <laughs> I kept reaching over okay I'm but sorry anyway, it's okay it's welcome we to radio we have a in the house <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah my thought of the week well it's kind of about going on holiday because I just came back love which that, is love the shades. I'm still on holiday mode um, where are you um, sorry Bye. where'd you go I went to the UAE Oh, okay. Which, which? Um, Dubai, Abu Dhabi. Oh, you did Sharjah. it all. Yeah, I went around, yeah. and it was so amazing and beautiful, and obviously scorching hot. Like first literally. time, it was my first time. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the weather was always forty plus, and when you go on like the app, it will say like feels like fifty one degrees Celsius, <laughs> which is just mental. Um, but yeah, it was just my thought of the week is just you know if you get the chance go because yeah. it was one of the best experiences ever. Like yeah. honestly, I'm still talking about it now. 
and I came back on Saturday, so that's saying something. Like, what was your highlight? Um, being on the edge of a building, I think. I went on the, oh, on the top. Oh, story. It was wow. so, so cool. But I think we were, we were talking about it before you were going about whether to go or not, right? We did and talk I think, about it. I think, you know, the fact that you made the decision to go is a testament to everyone else. Like, if you have an opportunity to do something, Yeah, I just thought, when it. else am I going to get the chance to be on the edge of a really cool building, building. and see all, like, you know, the Burj Khalif and so on and so yeah. on. Um, but also, the thing is, when I was up there, I remember I was starting to get scared, obviously, but I didn't have time to be scared. Like the guy, the instructor was just like, keep walking, keep walking. I was like, oh, we're not going to acknowledge the fact that we're on the edge of a building. Fine. Like we'll just carry on. And then I just put my fears aside because I thought, what's that going to do now? Nothing. Wow. So I'm just going to enjoy it. <laughs> I'm here anyway. <laughs> That's good. Exactly. Exactly. Like they were like, do some swings, lean back and so on. And I thought, yeah, there's no point of being scared because it's not going to change mm-hmm. anything. So I just did it. I think That's such a good thought of the week, actually, because <laughs> you can't, change the circ- like if you're, the if you circumstance yeah. you can't change the circumstance if you don't have a control over it you just have to get navigate through it exactly and i did and i had a really good time so that's yeah. my thought of the week i think i, want, I think we're all going to be inspired to go now i hope so just <laughs> <laughs> a speak trip let's go <laughs> a radio trip yeah let's do it ali your turn oh man well i have a very more pessimistic or just a negative thought of that the week surprise because you. this was such a positive <laughs> and it's hard oh, to follow that up because you're such a very optimistic you know live life on the edge take the chances <laughs> don't let anxiety get the best of you that was like your are you gonna bring it all the way yes. back down go, um, go for it that's the reality of life to be honest <laughs> well one of the things I, I i've been working on is uh not using the word hate so i i will say i dislike shy people and i feel like <gasps> that's I, wrong i feel like a lot of shy people are rude like they're mm. so rude because when you meet with a shy or like hang out with a shy person or meet with a shy person all the like burden in the conversation is on you now. You have to do all the hard work. Mm-hmm. They're just going to like expect you to like make up for their lack of involvement in the conversation in a group setting. But do you have to? to well, do then it? we're going to sit in silence. But if, that's fine. Maybe, but maybe that's okay sometimes. No, but then like why even why even hang out? You know, if we're just going to be quiet, you could have just... Some people enjoy Why did you to hang out with someone, you know, agree to hang out with someone who you know is quiet? Well, sometimes you don't realize until you get there. Mm. And then you're like, oh, man. But you are entitled to your thought, obviously. So, yeah, sorry, carry on. I think we all jumped in. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, it's it's one of those things where there's many situations I've been in where... You'll meet for like a lunch or a dinner or like a meeting and the person is just not giving you anything. So would you say it's rather than the word shy, it's more like a lack of participation. But then then they they use a crutch of shyness. I don't do that because I'm shy. I wouldn't put the two together because for me, shy is when you actually feel for me right. it's like when I'm in a situation I feel a bit of anxiety or I'm not ready to speak to everyone yet so I'm shy I'm afraid I'm not ready right. whereas I think there's a difference between you're there you're present you made the decision to be there mm. and then you're just not involved and you're just lacking right right so I, th- I think there's like two types of shyness there's one it's like that natural shyness where like you walk into a crowded room and it's like it just hits you yeah. and that's yeah, like the that's very natural s- a feeling that everyone kind of gets and then there's people who are just uh, they're just a shy person overall like their whole identity and personality is a recluse hermit you know and like any kind of social interaction they just like withdraw right into yeah. their shell um which is fine you know that but like i was very naturally i was that person but i had to make an effort and be like okay um i want to make an effort to be a little bit more social get out of my shell a little bit just a little bit just enough where i can carry a conversation with someone and have it flow and it's only the thought of the week because it was just yesterday I was ranting about this uh, to my friends. So I was like, you know what? That was my thought of the week where I just don't enjoy shy people's company and I find them rude. Mm. Hot take. Hot Can take. we call this the hot take? I'm <laughs> very hot take. <laughs> <laughs> you find shy people rude? Yeah, because it's, it's like they're – it's like – Hey, now you have to have the conversation. I think it depends on the context a lot. And a lot of shy folks, they don't give in a conversation. Like, you'll ask them a question. Hey, how, how's your week been? Mm. It's been good. Uh, maybe they just don't like you. <laughs> well, they should have uh, should yeah. not have uh, messaged me to like, hey, let's grab some. Yeah, I want to pick your brain. I hate the word pick your brain, too. Yeah. Pick your brain? Yeah. Well, hey, can we uh, grab some coffee? Let me uh, pick, pick your brain, your brain. over this, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. 
Okay. Is that like an American kind of no. term? <laughs> no one sees that with me, but you know. I've heard it before. I've heard yeah. it, I've but heard it's not something that's yeah. huge. No. I, think I don't think you use it here. When he said folks, I was like, American. Yeah. Folks, we don't say folks. <laughs> well, we, we try to be inclusive, you know? Mm, that's okay, fair. fair yeah, fair, yeah. Fair. No, so, actually, no, I, I just made people. that up. I just say folks. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just say folks anyway. It's all right. It's a cool word. Yeah. So, you, so fundamentally, you categorically hate. Shy no, people. he didn't use the word hate. Oh, not hate. Dislike. But, dislike. Really strongly dislike. But I feel that. You feel that? I feel the hate. You feel it? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I'm kidding. This is all like um, a level of tongue-in-cheek, but but the feeling is is, is very strong towards shy people. Do you people. actually feel that some people are rude? Like, I do. Do you yeah, think yeah. it's a conscious decision no, no, I don't, for them? I don't think it's conscious. I don't think it's conscious. You know. don't think they consciously try to be rude? It's just something no, that's no, no. inherent with them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I feel like they're not putting in the effort. To in that in that situation, now I'm not talking about their life. I'm that certain situation, uh, a lunch meeting, uh, um, whatever it is, they're not putting in the effort. Like you got to match someone's energy, you know. If, but what if they don't have the tools in place to be able to do that? Like that's just not inherently within them. Then what would you say about that? What would be your view? They need to learn in it. They would need to see a psychiatrist or therapist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So then, do you think do you think that's a sense of self awareness that um, that they yeah, require? Yeah, I think I think everyone at a certain point, especially in your like adulthood, you kind of realize like, oh, these are my strengths and my weaknesses, and this is my strength um, in social settings, and this is my weakness in social settings. And I think if you can't like navigate it on your own, and and you know, and you need the to- and you lack the tools, you know, um, I don't know. How, how did you do it? I know you said that originally oh. you were a shy person, then you managed to. I, I, I think mine was just like sink or swim. Like my parents mm-hmm. would always just put me in very, very uncomfortable situations. Like I would visit like family in Afghanistan. I can hardly speak Farsi. I'm such a white boy when it comes to Farsi, and they just leave me alone for like hours with people who only speak Farsi. And I'm like sweating bullets. I'm like, well, like you said, it's the situation. If you're you're this far in, yeah, let's 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 see what we can do about it. And then just yeah, you know, uh, there's a lot of situations where I would just have to be, like, I would see myself going in my shell, yeah. And I'm like, okay, no, 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 no I I have to. It's going to be bad if I continue going inward. So I have to put in the effort. So I don't know. It took so time. in that sense, all the people around you probably thought you were rude because possibly, yeah. Maybe. And is that the feeling that you felt? So that's why you thought I need to work on myself because you don't want to recreate that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to let uh, like put the burden of conversation on one person. I think a conversation is a beautiful dance between two people. Mm-hmm. You know, if it flows, it, there's a conversation flow. Like you ask a question, I follow up. You build off on that, and then you know, I think that's how a good conversation is. Anyway, enough of that. That that was my uh, hot take and thought of the week. I hope it didn't upset your listeners, your your shy listeners. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure my shy listeners might kind of break out. They should just to give their opinion. Check that WhatsApp. See if they're they're blowing up the WhatsApp (laughs) right now. (laughs) Get Uh, this guy off the air. (laughs) (laughs) We're bringing him back. I think. uh, Well, thank you for your thought of the week and everyone's thought of the week. Um, I think since we're in this kind of hot take kind of perspective right now i'm actually going to move on to sonia who's got a list of questions um that's just kind this of is easy, your questions easy. oh yeah don't There's worry pages. i won't pick all of them it's plural um <laughs> just to kind yeah. of like uh we to kind of do this segment where we just do these interesting questions to kind of get ourselves thinking um and then in the next half we'll be talking about ali's career trajectory so Go ahead. Okay, Sonia. so um, welcome to the show again, Ali. Thank you for having me. And Lamise, so, so nice to see you after so long. I'm <laughs> so happy. Thank you for having me too. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so this is for everyone, obviously, and I'm going to go around. Um, I'll start on this side, Mariam, and then we'll go of course. through. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to ask you these random questions. Like I said, they're not serious. They're not real. Just answer however you want. Let's start with uh, this animals one. So would you rather have the ability to speak 10 foreign languages or have the ability to speak to animals and why? Oh, that's a very loaded question. Um, I feel like I would want to be able to speak to animals, even though I have a huge fear of most animals. Right. I feel like there's a lot of diverse opinions that I'd get. And it'll be from animals from different countries. So for me, that's like a whole new species you get to learn about. Yeah. So even though you're scared of animals. Even though I'm scared of animals, I guess I'll have to break my fear to... Mm. Maybe, maybe if you could talk maybe to them. Yeah, maybe that, that would, that would break my fear. Maybe it's humanising them, which maybe. I shouldn't superimpose my humanistic nature on animals, but... You'd go. be able to speak to them, so that wouldn't matter. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what, if, what if you're in bed, you're going to sleep, you turn off the lights... 
And then you can hear all the insects whispering about how they want to like bite oh you and eat you. Days. Like there she is. Oh, we're gonna like. Then I can communicate the, back with them the and spider. say, like, can you stop guys, it? Mm-hmm. Can you just stop? Nah, like, you know? they're spiders. They're gonna be like, wait till she goes to bed. And then, <laughs> gonna, but then I can, each other. I can like move them away because I know <laughs> what their intentions are. Okay. okay. So, so um, we'll pause. Lamisa, what would you pick? I would pick the ten languages. Yeah. Okay. Why? Because I don't know, I feel like I want to learn more languages, talk to more people. I don't feel the same about animals, but anyway. <laughs> they get um, them. But I would want to talk to trees, though. Me too. Have you thought about like trees? How long they've been? Where they've been? And wow. what they've seen over what the years? What they've seen? What they've that seen? Would be huge, if trees yeah. could talk, I feel like that would be, you know, that'd be pretty cool. Okay, so that's a new part of the question, I think. Yeah, like yeah. Nature, nature, plants, yeah. and so on. Right. Yeah. Good answer, um, Ali. Which one would you rather? I, I've thought about this before. Um, uh, I've been traveling recently as well, and learning other languages is so helpful sometimes even though you you go to countries where they can speak english yeah it's just you know it'd be helpful but also if you want to have like a little army you can have all the go. animals and the squirrels Gather and the birds the yeah. behind you walk cool. <laughs> yeah. storm the parliament and you know yeah. bring back the nhs you know <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever it is yeah. you know you can have a, a little imagine that yeah yeah and in my road we've got a lot of foxes like mm. obviously stray ones yeah. that we've stolen their homes and so on yeah. i'd be able to talk to them like i'm on your side guys I'm sorry you for know, stealing your house really sorry yeah. yeah and also rats hate rats but you can talk to them now you can be like guys get out, get get out. out. don't come in this area or whatever <laughs> yeah i think i'd pick the foreign languages though the 10 yeah. foreign languages only because i'm so disappointed in myself sometimes that i'm this old and i only really know english mm. like fluently and it's such a letdown because everywhere not everywhere but most places you go in the world they know other languages yeah like two three minimum right yeah. And it's just sad. It's just like, Sonia, come also, on. Also, when you when you talk to someone in their native language, you connect with them on a whole different level mm, yeah. than you would. There's if... different things that exist in different languages, yeah, though. Different exactly. words, different feelings, different thoughts. Different nuances. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I Comedy think... is different, too, which Comedy? I quite enjoy. Uh, what? There's people's there's... sense of humor, like, varies, obviously, depending on the culture and depending on the language they're speaking. Interesting. So it's cool to see. Thank you. Yeah, so that's that question. Um, let's move on. Okay, so I'm going to ask the money one. It's not even on here, but I ask this every time. <laughs> so, remember when we had two, like, economics guys and they were, they knew the right answer? But it's not the right answer. I'm going right, to right. just, you know. So would you rather have five million pounds given to you, free charge or everything, that's it, or 10,000 pounds every day? Was it every day or every month? I can't remember. I think it was every day. It was every day. Okay, so... Let's make that every month. £10,000 every month. No, it was month. every day. It was every day. I'm t- making it harder. Oh, okay. £10,000 every month or £5 million now and that's it. Nothing else ever again. Let me start going to you first. Do not do the math. Sorry. Just do the math. It's just... <laughs> okay, so that's 120000 a year, I'm guessing. 10000 yeah. 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 So every, you... every, every... every month you get 10k For the rest of your life? For the rest of your life. How many years am I living? <laughs> we don't know. I feel like... You know what? 120,000 every year is a good stable amount of money. I would probably want that. But you get 5 million now. Yeah, but you get that anyway. You only need about 120 grand to live comfortably in the UK every year. You could even buy a house, Lamisa. You could. You could buy a house with 100. Like, no, you don't have to buy it for I'll get a mortgage. That's fine. (laughs) So you're living like you're living now, essentially. Inshallah. Inshallah. But yeah, I feel like that would be a nice amount of money to live comfortably, and that's all I need. I think I should change it back to a day. 10k a day 10k oh, a day you'll be insane. making more money like I'll go with the 10k a day okay what would you pick uh, the 5 million right now right now mm-hmm. yeah. because uh, you can do so much with it right now you know mm-hmm. you can buy property right now you can you know um, fund projects you want to do right now pay off your student loan debt right now you know okay. and still have enough left over so Lamisa what's your thought on that because you didn't pick the 5 million I feel like 5 million now is a good choice but I feel like I had 120k coming in every single year without a worry I'd be happy. I'd but be why happy. are you not happy with five million? In, in the long run, in 10 years, yeah. I will have 10 million. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. 120,000 a year. In 10 years, it'll be over 10. Sorry, it'll be over 1 million. Yeah. It'll be fine. But in you 10 have years. 5 million now. No, but I'm having it. If I have 5 million now, yeah. I would blow through it. No. I would. This is what I wanted I to would. hear. <laughs> really? 
<laughs> I, buy for, I buy my dad a car, I buy myself a car, I buy my mom a house, I go through it, I just, and you I know just what? go through it. You would still have like two, nah, like three, four million left. I can left. spend five you million. Can, you can I find all the ways to spend five million you can, now. <laughs> you can buy a house, buy cars, multiple cars, buy tigers and lions, and you would still have. I like, don't think so. I think five million is quite a small amount. You say, you, and what's okay, your, if I wanted to buy a jet, for example, I would, I would blow through them. Okay, um, you, can, you can't even buy a jet Mario. with five thousand. Yeah, exactly. So you can ask you, Mario you now, guys. Yeah. I've already asked this. Answer this. I know you have, yeah, but we'll, Thank you. you can maybe. I think the same as well. I think I would just want it incrementally. Incrementally, as mm-hmm. in, I would want the ten k. Same reason that you think you can actually spend five million. I can. Like that. I, if I had five million, like with that idea, like I could uh, potentially. Could um, no, I wouldn't blow it. I would be able to compound it, but that's just too much stress with that much money at the same time. Then there's tax. Yeah, I work tax. No, this is tax free. It's not real. <laughs> well, anyways, but the the point is that I would rather have a small amount of money to think about as opposed to a huge sum, mm. um, because obviously I would go by the way I'm living now, and so. It's not. I don't require that much. Like it would be luxuries, a lot of luxuries, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it would be like, how do I compound and just live comfortably? I think the wow. money I would spend most of it is on traveling because I love traveling. Yeah. But I wouldn't require that. Like it doesn't appeal to me to have that much amount of money because for, for Ali, I can see why he would say that because he's his projects, he produces things, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et so that's according to his lifestyle. Whereas for me, I don't need to. I wouldn't. Good I wouldn't have like you. a desire to have this. It would just literally be materialistic. You guys right. are so amazing. Um, but I would just take the five I mean, million her, her without even thinking twice. Yeah, she would spend it too yeah. quickly. She needs that regular. Yeah, I'm waiting for my income. next paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's a beautiful response, though. Um, but yeah, no, I would just take the five million. All right, guys, forget this. Money is money. Um, that sounds very greedy on air. I'm not. But five million is five million. Five million is five million. <laughs> five million is five million. Okay, um, good question, guys. Let's do... Would you rather be... An only child or have 10 siblings? Uh, an only child, 100%. 100%. Are you an only child right no, now? No, no, no. I have uh, two sisters and... Um, Those poor sisters that you've just said I'd rather be an only child. Well, you know, right now we're at a good number or it's just the three of us. And there's only two personalities I need to deal with and work with and navigate with. Now, if anything, it's more than that. It, like the drama will be endless, the headaches will be endless. Yeah, and but you'd have backup because it'd be ten siblings. I'm sure right. half of them would be. You, you'll side. have the backup, but also you'll have like the additional baggage and mm. just trauma and drama and just so much. Well, like like you just will never be able to just live. You always have like something to respond to or get to or deal with someone. So many personalities to deal with. So you'd rather be an only child if you had to choose between ten well, siblings. Yes, than only yes, yes. Um, Lemisa? My mom has ten siblings. Wow. Yeah. Mashallah. So there is a lot of drama, I would say. But it is a lot of fun at the same time. Yeah. That's Weddings, mm. so much fun. Yeah. yeah. So what would you pick? But um, I don't know. I think I'd go with ten siblings. I have two. And I feel like I wouldn't I wouldn't not want them there. I wouldn't Aww. want to be an only child. Yeah. Love that. So, so nice. I think I would go with ten. Mariam. I'm like on the fence and it's like a really binary question because on one hand, I'm like, Ali, I just don't want the drama. At the same time, my my, my dad has 10 siblings as well. So it's just like... So that's mine, by the way. Is this <laughs> my dad has eight, I believe. About eight. Yeah. Well, so my dad has nine, but nine, with him it's 10. It's 10 oh, yeah. My so mom has 10. Wow, so yeah. it's 11. 11, mashallah. Um, and I and I do see it like the the advantages of it when it comes to weddings, when it comes to gatherings mm-hmm. and things like that. There's just a lot of joy and laughter, but then that doesn't account for all the other trauma that comes along with it. So I do see that. But then I get really lonely. I only have one other sibling. Yeah. And since she got married, I just feel really lonely. Aww. So it's just like I don't want to. Be, I'm kind of living an only child kind of life at the moment. I don't really like it. So Aww. I would have to go through the stress and just take the ten siblings because I, I don't I don't want to be lonely. Yeah, um, I I say in my head I feel like an only child, princess treatment, loving life, like I can imagine it, but at the same time I'm like nah, I cannot imagine life without siblings. Um, you know, if they're good siblings, that's everything, isn't it? So yeah. <laughs> they're there for you. Um, but yeah, I'm still because out of the ten, there's bound to be like a good one. No, like a bad one. <laughs> oh, a bad one. Yeah, <laughs> bound to at least minimum, like just by probability one black sheep that will just drain the family yeah. you know but if you're ha- an only child then you might be the black sheep 
but I have no one else to disappoint but just two people, my two, mom and dad, yeah, you know? Yeah. And they could be my buddies. My parents can be my friends, you know? Yeah, no, and it's just the cute. three of us. My, my best friend is an only child and, you yeah. know, But what in the situation where your yet. parents don't understand you and you have no one else to springboard and then in that situation, what do you do? Get friends, right? But the friends are not going to go... Uh, yeah, to what extent? I, would, I would go to friends, you know? No, but to what extent to, can you go to your friends in the sense that, say if there's something that's between your family only and it's something that you can't share with friends and they're not understanding you, you don't have a sibling to go to yeah. in that situation. How do you kind of reconcile that? Journal. I don't know, man. Yeah, I know. At, that, at that point, I, I wouldn't <laughs> that's know. That's a good advice, that was. Because like, some people do have siblings, but they still don't have... They, don't, that, they wouldn't that go that to their siblings for, yeah. you know, support. So. Well, I think we are on the last minute, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so just wrapping it up. Can I ask one question then, and you guys just answer really, really fast, like, no reasonings, yeah? Sure. Um, would you rather be happy, wealthy, or healthy? Happy, wealthy, or healthy? Healthy. Happy, wealthy, or healthy? Happy. Happy, wealthy, or healthy? Wealthy. Uh, healthy. Because oh, really health is wealth. But wealth can buy health. Not always. Not always. From the medicine take, I don't think so. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that was it. I'll wrap up my questions now. Thank you guys so Thank much you. for participating. Thank you. Thank Great you. questions. Very. Thank you. I've had plenty. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for that first half. Um, in the next half, we'll be talking about Ali's uh, producing trajectory, and we look forward to hear your thoughts and opinions. Thank you again. See you in the next half. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Welcome back to Sisters Speak. You're here with me, Mariam, and Namisa, and Sonia. We also joined in the studio is Ali, who is a um, television producer from America. And in the last half, we were talking about our thoughts of the week, and we just played a anecdotal game of Would You Rather. In this half, we'll be talking about um, Ali's career. And um, we would love to hear your thoughts. If you want to join in the discussion, Lemisa, where can they call us on? Yep, you can call us on 01582481822 and you can text or WhatsApp in on 0779481822. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We, we have WhatsApp open right now and we're waiting for the messages, so send them in. <laughs> Thank you for that, Ali. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so I'm going to drive right into it, Ali, because uh, you have a very interesting career, and I feel like everyone will be really interested to oh, hear. But before well, my that, parents don't think that. <laughs> well, I think the whole rest of perhaps rest of the whole the UK can agree to I that. I hope so. Um, my question is, well, what intrinsically drives you? Oh man. Well, um, this is going to be a cop out answer, and it's not going to be as deep as as I guess you expect. But I guess what intrinsically drives me is money. I've, and, I, and I have a reason for that. Um, you know, a lot of our, like, my, my parents are first-generation Afghan-Americans. They settled in the States in the 1980s, 1987. Um, my dad was an engineer by trade in Afghanistan, and my mom was a, a dentist. So when they came to America, it was hard to kind of find work in that field. So, you know, they start working at, like, McDonald's and, like, retail department stores. And um, they struggled, like, for, like, 10 years. It was, like, struggle until they finally were able to like plant their feet a bit you know and i think that's why a lot of our parents want us to like uh get careers in stem you know so so we don't because it's like a guaranteed job basically anywhere in the world you go if you have some kind of like degree or background in stem you'll be fine you'll be set so you know um when i decided to pursue film because i love i i wanted to pursue film because i i just uh, storytelling is a big part of my culture, uh, Afghan culture. Oral storytelling is great, and I love I love like uh, being. I, I pride myself, you know, uh, being a good storyteller. Some people think I'm an awful storyteller, which is true. But um, so I was like, oh, if I can if I can do this for like a living, that'd be great. And you know, my parents were obviously against it. You know, like because again, they no one we knew was into film or entertainment or in the media industry, so. Um, they had no one to model uh, my my like journey on because like for example, like for example, you're you're pursuing medicine, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure your parents can point to like eight to ten people, if not more, that have pursued medicine to be like this is what they did, this is how they got to where they did, and this is how much money they're making at the end of like their four, five, six year, eight years of medical school or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's like a path, but like for entertainment, 
we didn't have that. No one in my family knew anyone, and me, the only people they knew were a couple guys that were like filming we, uh, weddings and like you know events. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I, I want to do something a little bit more than than, than that, and. So they were hesitant, and the whole time when I was, like, trying to get into film school, in film school, it was just, like... And then I graduate film school, it's, like, you're like to them, it's, like, you're not successful until you're making X amount of money. So that's why even when it comes down to, like, would you rather have, like, five the million. health... Oh, yeah, the five million, the health, the wealth, you know? Yeah. And it's, like... The wealth. It's been ingrained from, like, just um, a family... Um, uh, acceptance or praise is 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 uh, sadly, unfortunately, financial. So uh, that's the the shallow intrinsic thing that drives me is sadly money. Even though I hate it, you know, and I'm I don't identify as a capitalist in any way. So, um, but I'm in I'm in the. Is it yeah. because you have? Do you feel like you have to seek the approval of your family? Oh, of or? course, yeah, hundred percent. And also, like, it, just pursuing anything for money is just never fun. Of course, yeah. it's like. I got into film because I, I loved it. It was so fun to do, and we would get all the kids together in my neighborhood, my community, my masjid. We would, like, get them all together. We'd do these short films. It would be really fun. And then once money gets involved, once someone pays you, then it's like, okay, well, there's expectations now. Mm-hmm. There's deadlines. There's this. There's that. Um and I mean that's life, but then it just sucks the fun at that passion. We've spoken about that before on radio mm-hmm. too. Like we spoke about hobbies and how we love them, and then as soon as you start monetizing them and doing yeah. it for that purpose, yeah. the fun's gone, right? But I think with the whole family and wealth thing, obviously it comes from somewhere. Like we can relate because we often say that obviously our family have a background of being immigrants to this to the UK, and so they've come from a survival background. Yeah. Like it's about surviving. Yeah, so yeah. when they see us trying to just do these things that look like fun and not really yeah. stable income jobs, they're like, <clears throat> okay, but are you going to be okay? Like are you going to survive? How are you going to provide for yourself, yeah. for your family and so on? And so I can see where it comes from. Right. And it's totally relatable because you're like, I, I know I have to do this thing and make you guys happy and make everyone think we're stable and we're fine. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, I want to also follow my dream and passion and enjoy this fun thing. Right. So I, I totally understand that. And I think we all three of us can to- relate to something like that, can we? I think, Sonia, one of the things that uh, Ali kind of mentioned about is when you do these passion projects and then you have to monetize it. I think from your experience as well from producing a film, do you want to just talk about that? Yes. I mean, um, so I am nowhere near as successful as you in the film industry. I'm trying, though. No, man. So um, obviously at first, like me and my team, we're just like YouTube films. It's cute. It's fun. And um, recently, which Alhamdulillah was such an amazing opportunity for me, like I did an application for this commission. Um, to produce this short film, oh, which nice. has now become a documentary. Yeah. And um, so I'm doing that. But because obviously it's come from an organization, like before we used our own money. Right. Like we were just doing this ourselves yeah, yeah, yeah. or, you know, raising funds ourselves. Now this has come from an organization. Obviously there's guidelines. Mm. There's things I have to follow. There's right. deadlines and so on. And already I'm like, oh there's my a, God. There's like a level of censorship or, or the... Oh, there yeah. is. They've yeah. already, like the ideas are changing, yeah. right? And you know you can't say no almost. Yeah. Like you can try and make, shift it to yeah, work yeah. for you, but it's becoming someone else's idea, someone else's project almost. It's still your name, but there's going to be guidelines that you have to follow. Yeah. That's the thing with money, isn't it? So it's already, this is my first taste of it. And I'm like, oh, nah, this isn't what I signed up for. This isn't what I wanted. But it's it's good and it's bad at the same time. But mm-hmm. I, I see that happening. And it's just something I have to learn how to navigate. And obviously wait till we're in a big enough position right. where you have your own production company and yeah. studio and so on. And you can say, no, this is my vision. Yeah, yeah. And it's going like this. And no one else gets to change that that's a very good segue for the next question for Ali because that's exactly what he's done right he's uh, wow. he's got his own company but before we even talk about his own company um, can you just tell us about how you got into um, film school right um, and then how you got to becoming a television producer right right oh it's a it's a long story but I'll make it as quick as possible I'll, I'll give you all the highlights and shortcuts without the pitfalls um yeah, I applied to a uh, film school in Chicago, Tribeca Flashpoint, and um, I applied. I, did, I I sent my portfolio, like some videos I've done. I interviewed. I got in, and then from there, I um, I did a lot in film school. And then at the end of it, I applied to um, a Nickelodeon. Well, it was like a job fair where they came to our school, like the recruiters, and 
on the spot and like in front of the whole class I, I happened to just impress the recruiter on the spot and she gave me the internship right then and there so then I flew to California and I was in California for a bit working interning at Nickelodeon Animation and then right after that um fast forward I met a YouTuber someone introduced me to this YouTuber FoosyTube and um we started doing these like viral prank videos and that were getting tens of millions of hundreds of millions of views um i think our channel at the time surpassed a billion channel views you know so and then from there um i had a friend that was interning at nickelodeon and this is where networking comes in she you know i stayed in touch with her and she went to nickelodeon and uh she went to this other channel uh in the states from nickelodeon and she was like hey we're um hiring if you want to come in as a as a producer to produce this television show on 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 the network, so I was like, yeah, I would I would love that. And and the biggest thing was like healthcare. Yeah, we don't have an NHS out there, you know. So I was like, okay, yeah, uh, I'll do that. And then um, from there, I was working on this network for for like about a year and a half. And then um, I was doing that, and I was like doing freelance work at the same time. And then. Um, the workload became a lot for my freelance, like directing things. So I started my own production company, got it registered, and um, I just started getting grants and start getting clients. And um, I just did that full time for many years, like literally right up until COVID. Like the day COVID hit, like I had shoots lined up, wow. you know. And uh, once that kind of fell apart, um, I went back to the network to to get back into television. And then from there, that's how I am. And then then I start working for a temporarily during that time. Like recently, I was with um, we have a network in America called HBO. Well, now it's called Max, but it's called HBO. And um, we uh, the, someone reached out. The creator of the show reached out, and they're looking for like diverse voices and um, writers. So I was like, I'm not a writer. But I've written a few things, and I sent it to them, and they reached out, and they're like, hey, we read it. It's bad. <laughs> your work is really – they literally said, your work is really bad, but it's not your fault. You haven't been given, like, the format and the the, the chance to learn s- certain structures for television. We can You can come in as a writer's assistant, and we can help you. And I was, like, very grateful for that. So I did that for a bit, um, and then due to Hollywood politics – in business the show didn't end up going anywhere um and then uh yeah and then back to uh producing television and you know and then i, I had a friend's wedding in italy like two weeks ago so i was like if i'm gonna fly all the way out to europe yeah might as well stay in london or like stay in europe you know so the whole europe yeah so i did like a two country tour i did uh mm-hmm. germany and italy and then i was like Everyone speaks English in London. I'd rather just go Maybe somewhere so, you can communicate. Yeah, and just like go, <laughs> I don't have to pull out Google Translate every, you know. So um, I was like, I'll make London home base for the next like two months. Oh wow! So you're staying yeah. here for a bit? Yeah. Well, uh, month one wrapped up, and then I'm um, on to the last couple you're weeks. Ten, ten, twenty, twenty days. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Somehow, just uh, very thankful, by the way, for you coming. No, 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 um, man. I'm, I'm but yeah, I think what's here. really interesting about your whole. Uh, career trajectory is that and one of the things that really stood out to me is that you pitched yourself in front of so many people for Nickelodeon oh right yeah Um, and the reason why I wanted to kind of focus on that and highlight it is because as people who come from um, minorities or come from a certain demographic and especially if your parents are immigrant yeah uh, more often than not you have to work twice as hard yeah 100% and so therefore my kind of question is to you how did you proactively upskill yourself to ensure that you were outstanding Oh, man. Well, if you really want to get into it. Okay, so um, the, just the backdrop of film school. Yeah. You know, uh, my dad gave me, like, this ultimate. Because, you know, like, at the time, I was like, oh, I want to do law. Then I want to do this. I want to do that. And I was bouncing around, like, options. And I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to do film. And they're against it. I was like, give me one year. If I still feel passionate about film, I'll do film. A year goes by. I'm like, I'm still passionate about film. So when I get to film school and we tour the school, my dad's like, yeah, if you change your mind, like we can't, we're not going to be behind you for anything. You know, wow. like this, it's the pressure. The, yeah, this is, there is no plan B. Like this is it. Once you make this decision now, stick with it, stick with it for life. And I was like, 
little, you know, <laughs> I was like, all right. And then I, I took it very serious, you know, every single day I would stay and, um, I would stay after school, learn all the editing softwares, learn everything. I'd be there so late every night that security would kick. It turned out to the point where, like, security didn't even have to kick me out at a certain point. They would just walk past the door and just look at me. Not, yeah, and I would be, yeah, and I was like, okay, yeah. And I'd just be like, give me five more minutes or ten. And then, you know, um, and that just became my routine. And if I would have done all the assignments for the two years of film school, like every quarter, every semester, if I would have done, like, their us big, like, film assignments... By the end of the year, I should have had eight videos to put on my portfolio. I'm the, I, I graduated with over 30, you know, because wow. I was like, man, I'm not playing around. Like, literally, it was like those reality shows where it's like, I'm not here to make friends, you know. <laughs> but also, you should make friends in film school. That's like you go to film school to make friends, mm-hmm. to build a network once you're out. But I was like, I just need to learn the craft. I need yeah. to learn the craft. And then sometimes you're around people and you realize who's serious and who's not. You're like, you you would meet people and you're like, you just thought film school would be easy. That's why you were here, you know? And, like, you can really tell who's giving it at all. And then the ones that are, are like, really giving it everything, that's the folks you kind of, like, gravitate towards, and, you know, and you, and you uh, attract. So um, so when I found out that Nickelodeon, one of the recruiters will be there, I was like, okay, I need to learn everything about this recruiter. I pulled a, a joe from you like i stalked this person i found their linkedin their facebook their twitter i went through all their twitter likes their their tweets mm-hmm. i went i found their instagram account i found their like university blog that they wrote their their university paper that they wrote on i like i knew everything about this recruiter but the problem was there's two recruiters there and i didn't know which one i would be speaking to you know so luckily um, we were all like the, the, the class was, um, we had the whole student body, like 200 some people in the auditorium and, um, the career, um, lady, uh, I can't, I, I don't know what she was. She was like a career coordinator. She was like, Hey guys, just heads up. The recruiters are actually touring the campus and they're going to be here. Does anyone want to pitch their elevator pitch to them? And this is where the shyness comes in. And I was like, Oh hell no. But then I see no one's raising their hands and I'm like, you know what? Forget it. Like. This this could be a great opportunity. Let me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, yeah, I'll I'll do my pitch out of like no one raised their hand. And then um, I I asked her to come over. I was like, if Nickelodeon's here, can you like pair me up with the, with them? Because like I've been like researching them. She was like, okay, I got you. If Nickelodeon's here, because they, they're supposed to be here. I don't know if the, the recruiter showed up or not. In comes in like all the recruiters for like Disney, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, all the channels, all the studios, and I. Uh, they're like, we're going to have one of our students uh, pitch uh, pitch themselves to you. Uh, and they try to make it seem like it was spontaneous, like it was just a spur of the moment thing. She was like, does anyone want to pitch themselves? Okay. And I was like, me. <laughs> so she was like, yeah, come on up. And she was like, um, do we have Nickelodeon here? And the lady from Nickelodeon was like, yeah, I'm here. And she was like, and they, she said her name. And I was like, oh, yes. It's the one you were stalking. It was the one I was stalking. (laughs) I know everything about you. So then, like, in my little elevator pitch, I was throwing out, like, little things that, like, you only knew if you knew you knew, you know? Mm. And every every time I would drop, like, a little, like... Um, uh, like a little Easter egg, she'd be like, oh, like her eyes Aww. would just like, she'd be like, how'd you know that? How, what? How did you know? Because she thinks it's all spontaneous. spontaneous like yeah. she thinks like, I just, I was just plucked from the crowd. But she didn't know this was a setup job, yeah. you know? And because of that right there, she was like, I, at the end of my little pitch, I was like, I want to know what I have to do to get, become an, an, a Nick turn. Cause they only call their interns wow. Nick wow. turns. And you only knew that if you were like inside, you know? She was like, "This guy's ideal for the role." And she was yeah. like, "She was like, do you want your answer right now?" I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "I'll You're see right. you in September." Aww, that's amazing. That's amazing. I was like, well yes. Done. And then I told my parents, and they're like, "How much they pay you?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a non-paid internship, you know. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. but that is a, what a good story. Yeah. Hard, yeah. Work. Yeah. hard work. Yeah. Um, but ask? we are conscious uh, of well, time. We, she had a question. So I, oh, oh. Didi? I just wanted to ask quickly, do you think that the pressure from your parents was kind of necessary to push you to Yeah, that 100%. 100%. Because it was like, I, I can't let them down. It's mm. not even let myself down. It's like, I can't let them down. Mm. Like, I want to prove to them, like, oh, I... I'm like, this is not a joke. It, I'm not like... This isn't like a little, like, hobby where I'm running around with a camera. Like, mm-hmm. this is serious, you know? And, yeah, if they weren't, like, on me, 
I don't think I would have taken that leap, you know. So in terms of your strategy um, that you used when you were in in university, yeah, um, is that something that you kind of expanded now in, in your current career? As, <sighs> obviously, that would kind of maneuver differently. But I just want to hear yeah. like how you used that experience to kind of elevate where you are today. Man, you know, life beats you down. And that like eager eagerness and optimism and that energy and that go get them like yeah, anything yeah. is possible mentality gets beaten out of you. So by the like I graduated in 2012 and now it's like 11 years later. I'm just like a shell of a man. <laughs> I'm just I'm just like well, I, I appreciate you sharing. Like I think that's and I, that's and that's the sad part of it, you know, because yeah. like you face so much rejection, so much downfall. Because when you're in school. Oh my god, like I remember like the last two months of film school being like, bro, once I graduate, mm. the world is my, like, I can do anything I want. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be at this studio and I'm going to be knocking down these doors and, you know, and everyone's going to know me in Hollywood. And then you get there yeah. and you're looking around and you're like, man, everyone's amazing. Like, I am nothing compared to these people. But then you still try to like, you know, get yourself through it. So, um... I don't know. Some of the some of the things I guess that that did stick around from from my uni days to now is, um, oh, you know, I I remember there's this one saying that like one of my professors kept saying, and it's still stuck to me now. It's like just get comfortable with being uncomfortable, and like it's to marry him thing to say. Is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. one of her like. She uh, always says she puts herself into uncomfortable yeah. situations a lot. So. And you have to just be all right with being uncomfortable. Mm. Take a note, shy people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so kidding. come back to I'm kidding. So, it back in. No, no, I'm playing. I'm playing. But yeah, I think that's the one thing where I'm like, you know what? I, I'm in, in film school. I would always be uncomfortable in certain scenarios, and then I learned that like yeah. it's the process. You it's have the process. yeah, definitely. I think that's the thing that we definitely talk about. It's about being present in the journey mm. um, because when we're so fixated on the end result it does bog you down um, but we are we only have five more minutes left and there's <gasps> so, okay. so okay. there's only five minutes left and I really want to speak about a couple of things I'll go um, fast so yeah I just wanted to ask you about like how do you contend with upholding your values especially in terms of you know when you come from a certain demographic and you right. come from a, if you have subscribed to a certain ideology as a Muslim right, right. Um, I, I, I assume a lot of parents would have that a contention where my child is going to go to this industry that yeah. may, um, you know, create a space where they have to com- compromise their values. Yeah. How did you contend with that and how did you navigate it? Right, right. Um, I've been fortunate, you know. Um, I know th- th- I have met other folks that, that are, are, are within the entertainment industry but are in, like, different, like, sectors of it mm-hmm. that they've been uncomfortable. I, again, have been very fortunate. So I'm not – I'm trying to say, like, it doesn't not happen, but I my experience has been one where I guess God maybe has protected me where I haven't been given these scenarios where I do feel uncomfortable. Um, but honestly, it, and it also comes down to, like, I mean, values is such a, um, like, for example, like, I don't drink. I've never drank, you know? Um, And I don't, I can be in a room where there's a waterfall of alcohol. I would never be in that room, but if I was, nothing can tempt me to drink. Nothing could want me to, like, take a sip, you know? So, and it just comes down to, like, where where do you draw the line? Because there are some people that are like, you know... I don't know. No one here knows me. My parents aren't here. Like, you know, like maybe one little, you know, they have that curiosity in them. So, you know, that's that's different. But I guess once you have certain boundaries and lines that you mm-hmm. just are, no, you're not going to cross. And um, but no, I, I, I've I've been very fortunate where the work I've done, some of the like clients I've worked with, I've been in a position where I can say no, like Mm, that's not what I want to do. Or one thing I love doing, and I'll, I'll wrap this up quick so we can move on to the next question. One thing I love doing is um, giving them a better idea, but making it like like as if it's their idea. And I feel like a lot of women do that to men. You know, <laughs> like from what like a lot of my friends will do that, where they're like, a guy would have a bad idea, but they know that this guy will not listen to anyone else's idea but his. 
So they always have to like kind of like make him get to their idea. You get what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. am, I, am I tripping here? No, um, no, it's a thing. I, yeah. I make I them feel like they've come to this conclusion. Yes, on their own. But really, it's all your idea. <laughs> and it works for you. Yeah. But you like, let them have it. Yeah, let exactly. them believe that they've exactly. got this and run with it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you got to do what you got to so do. So sometimes you get, and you have to use those techniques um, on clients and business people where, you know, you're there would be like, for example, again, this has never been the situation. They'd be like, oh, well, we would want a model in a bikini, this and that. And you're like, well, I don't feel comfortable doing that, this and that. But wouldn't it be cool if we did something in the snow and everyone's bundled up? You know, like, <laughs> But then you want them to, like, come to it, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, 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 that's... So that's how you kind of navigate it. You kind of yeah. um, offer the alternative. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, like, I, you know, I, and again, it, it varies from person to person. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I have a lot of Muslim friends that are like, I wouldn't even sit at a dinner table if someone's drinking alcohol. And I respect that, their their views, you know. like, um, And sometimes I'll have a meeting with, like, a, a manager or a studio or a producer. And we're just having, like, a normal meal. And, you know, I have a salad and they'll have, like, a steak and... Um, and they'll order a beer it personally doesn't like i wouldn't be like well i'm out of here you know i'm just like well i'm not gonna drink you know so again it'll it'll vary from person to person you know some people don't even feel comfortable in that in the presence which i understand Mm -hmm. so it's just about really knowing yourself and where you draw the line in terms of your boundaries and how you kind of navigate that um i think one of the final questions since we only have two minutes left (gasps) which is um Reflecting on your experiences, what would what's one thing that you change about the decisions that decisions that you made, and what's one thing that you're happy that you did that helped you become the person you are today? Do the bad one first and the good one last. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, the bad one was I would change everything about myself going no. back in the sense of like I'm very stubborn. I never ask for help. I never want to like seem like I'm in a desperate situation and I need help to get to the next level of my career and i think if i and i was very proud and you know i still am it's it's a fault of mine um one minute left okay uh so yeah i would do that i would make sure i I swallow my ego swallow my pride and just ask for help and assistance and something what was the last question so the other question was if the what's one thing that you've done that you would want you continue to repeat and has helped you become the person you are today right uh know exactly where i want to go because sometimes you'll get in the industry and you're like, ah, oh, which way do I go? What, what's my? It's like I know what I want to do, and sometimes I need help to get there, and I don't ask. So I like where I where I know my direction is. Like I have a, a final destination, and that's what yeah. I'll leave on. I think that's a really great way to kind of wrap up the show in terms of. Um, I think the fundamentals of the show is that you have to kind of know yourself and what kind of career trajectory. If you want to have a certain career trajectory, you have to know where your boundaries are and what you want to pursue um, and just keep trying, really. Yeah. So thank you, Ali, for joining us on this show. Thank it was you for a really having br- me. brilliant thank discussion. You. We haven't even covered half the things we wanted to. That's I hope all. we will have you again. Inshallah. Thank you, everyone. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org? And follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.